Welcome to Accent of Women, a show by and about women from diverse cultures and languages in Australia and around the world. I'm Lourdes García Larque. On today's show, we'll be learning about the work of ADEC, Action on Disability in Ethnic Communities, a community-based organization that aims to empower people with disabilities from ethnic backgrounds, their carers and families. To learn about this organization, we spoke with one of its founding members, Effie Mehan, a woman from Greek background living with cerebral palsy. She is a tireless advocate for the rights of people from culturally and linguistically diverse backgrounds living with disabilities in Victoria, and she is currently an ambassador for her organization. She has been working in the sector for over 30 years, and in 2006, in recognition of her work, she was included among the Victorian Honor Roll of Women. Effie will be speaking about her personal experience living with cerebral palsy and the challenges she encountered living as a migrant woman in Australia, at a time where not many services were available for ethnic communities. Effie will also speak about the role of the organization she helped build. First up, we are going to hear about the personal journey of Effie Mann. Originally from Greece, Effie's family moved to Australia in 1959, when she was a little girl. Her career as a campaigner started at a very early age, when at the age of eight, she crawled out of her house to the street when she was denied schooling because of her disability. The following interview was recorded at Effie Mayan's house in 2014. Now let's hear Effie's story. First of all, Effie, thanks for talking to me today and thanks for having me in your house. That was very kind. I would like to start telling our listeners a bit about yourself. Um, I come from Greece and I'm born in Greece and I had therapy and my father was here two years before my mom and my brother, and we come to Australia not pretty knowing. And uh, was hard for my mom because uh, mom couldn't speak English and had to have a child, and they had to try to get me to get in services to help me and then I went to Gruella, Gruella School and then I start working and speaking. I had speak public and I start talking and was hard because was too cocky for good culture in Australia. And when I become teenager, I like to have a boyfriend. My, comi- my community was not very happy because good girls should not have boyfriend. They shouldn't get my arrangement marriage. Mm. And but I had, because I am Greek and I had disability, 
and because cowboys are women, I have three double disabilities. And and I when I got out with my boyfriend, I was studying my mother and my father. I'm going out with my girlfriend because if they knew I was going out with a boy, they wouldn't stop me doing that. And and then when I was twenty, I got married. And my husband was Australian, and I was going, and again was double hand because was two cultures, and like my husband didn't understand my culture, and I didn't ha- understand his culture. We had a big problem. It took us a couple of years to understand our culture, and. And we had two children, and uh, I am grandmother. I got four grandchildren, and we were married for forty-one years because was funny. My husband was Australian and disabled, and they thought a marriage would not last only two weeks. Because my family didn't want me to get married, and my husband's family didn't want to get married. And last year, I lost my husband, and when I, I couldn't believe we were married that long, and then God took my husband away. You mentioned that it was very hard for your community to accept your marriage. But also, I I would like to know how difficult it was to deal with your community, like having a disability. How did your community react? Like, what was their relationship with your family? That thing, people with disabilities, I think people are sick. One day they will get better, or one day they will get uh, they die, and. They didn't accept we couldn't get married. They couldn't accept we getting, and uh, we can have children. My family was scared. My children were got to be disabled, and my children were not disabled. They were normal, and and I remember when I had my daughter, and uh, they asked me. She can walk there, and because my daughter took her eighteen months to walk, that thing my daughter was going to be disabled. And when she started walking, I was pregnant my son. And when I had my son, nobody asked me if we walked, or because, and we had to do education the community. And but I am working at Attic, and the the best thing I've done in Attic is I educated my good carers because them children they can get married, they can have children. And one carer, her daughter, she got married and she got a little girl now, and that was where I was. For me to see the good community is 
finding uh, not quickly, like finding more better than vulnerable in seventies. ADEC, Action on Disability in Ethnic Communities, is a community-based organization that aims to empower people with disabilities from ethnic backgrounds, their carers and families, to live with independence. It began as a project in 1981, when Bernie Lehman and Effie Mayan met at the International Year of Disabled Persons event. Them and other people of the Committee of Ethnic and Disability began researching ethnic communities, trying to determine the needs of them. Within a year, ADEC received enough funds to begin its first project. Over 30 years on, ADEC is an independent organization with many programs and an office in Preston. You can find out more information about the organization following the links on this week's show. You are listening to Accent of Women on Satellite Across Australia started talking about two things that I would like to discuss deep, uh, deeper. One is about ADEC, the organization that you helped setting up in like nearly 30, well, 30 years ago. And, and the other is about the changes in the attitudes of people. Uh, can you start by telling us what motivated you to be involved in advocacy? Because you are a tireless advocate. You have been doing that for 30 years. Can you tell us about setting up this organization and what motivated you to do that? Edic is more like my baby. It's not like I am the worker. Um, Edic set up not the IQ2. Uh, international disabled international year. We had a big marching and... There was a sign for ethnic community cancer if we we were into and four parts we were into to set up ethic and one of the reasons I want to set up ethic was for my family because my family had very hard time to 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 get information, to get services for me, to help me. And I promised myself, when I grew up, I would set up something for my, especially for my family. And Eddie is doing many programs, they're doing lots of work. When we set up Eddie, we were only two work. We we employed two workers. I was on the committee for 17 years, and I left. And after five years, they rang me up, and they asked me if there was a small job for Greek carriers if I was into to do the project. And, and I said yes, and I've been working Eddie now over 10 years. Eddie grow, Eddie got many programs, got respite, got medicine in this program, got groups, girls group, we got 32 groups, and we got... Uh, 
in the vegan African, we got three individual workers working for for African. I got to be a Christian to go out in the community to talk about ethics, to develop relationships, and to 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 get more people to join the movies. Because that matter, if ethic is set here, still people don't know about ethic. And what is the importance of having organizations such as ADEC? ADEC was, I believe, or for what I found, the first organization of this nature in Australia. And now there are similar organizations in other states as well. Why is it important that we have organizations such as ADEC? Because ADEC is giving people information, the language, they understand the culturing, we got 36 languages in Attic and we work with them. And like what I said, we got Italian, we got Vietnamese, we got Chinese, we got South African, we got many new groups too and some old groups. The Tekken group and Japanese group. Yeah, and we got so many groups I can't remember on on top of my head. And each group they got the worker and each community and understand culturing people when they come to addicts they feel comfortable, they feel we are there to help them and they that's why and other agents, they got ethnic groups. Ethnic is more precision for people with disabilities and their families. And so in the last 30 years that you have been working in the sector, growing up yourself with a disability and having a, a linguistically diverse background or different background, what has changed in these 30 years? since you were a, a child and you identified that these services were not available and that the community was not very responsive, what has changed in all these years? Uh, there is a lot changing. All the communities on us, they start to accepting disability, especially those groups like Greek, Italian, uh, Taking groups by accepting disability better. In the Greek community, they're doing lots for Greek disabled children and adults. They got Greek programs, they got respite, they uh, ethic setting up early days, um, Greek uh, respite called Agape. Elidite and Agape, they left Edic and they doing really, really good job. And they, and they doing respite. They, people with disability from Greek and if they lose their families, Agape can take them and look after them. They doing really, really good job. And, that's why up in Greek communities, 
Now start doing things for good disabled people and children and more, more disability awareness. We are talking about people from culturally and linguistically diverse backgrounds living with disabilities, listening to the story of Effie Mian. We will now hear about what has changed in the last 30 years in terms of access for people living with a disability, some challenges still ahead, and about some obstacles in government policy for people in need of support. There must be new challenges now, no? like I believe in the past the society in general was less, knew less about disabilities, uh, and now we know more. And there is changes in government policy, like now the nationally, the National Disability Insurance Scheme that is putting more resources into supporting individual needs of people with disability. What are some of the new challenges that we face, and especially migrant communities and their families? About these British shoes, um, I think the ethnic groups that they are having probably to understand, I mean the general people have been probably to understand because uh, they don't know how it will work, I don't know who they are, and they, they on a problem, and um, on our department having service, they're going to many groups and talk about the disabilities. Sometimes I am wondering myself how that thing works, you know? and I now belong star, and I have one of my colleagues. She sang is very good because all the wishes she said was all come. She got all the wishes she had to do at least, and all the wishes she requested, she got, and she was very pleased. But in Victoria, do we have enough workers that are qualified and that? speak different languages to be able to support all the different communities? Do we have that those trained people or do we need to work more more on that? I think I think I would like to see more more workers to try to work with ethnic people this beginning and and um, well, I see the need to do more training for especially people with disabilities is living CR groups and that some that happening and that they can speak English and they need more of them language to writing to speak or to help the culture. And finally, do you mainly work with the Greek community? Yes. But have you been working as well with new migrants, like the new arriving communities, such as the refugee communities? Are you in touch with them? Uh, I forgot to say, before I went to Edic, I was working migrant resource center at Sanabin, and my, my role was 
Shell African coordinator, and we were working for for people distributing from ethnic, Vietnamese, Chinese, and and other groups. And now we got a Magadusha Center got uh, a project called D and program, not project, program, and I'm working for people with disabilities, and some, we're having people from refugees disability. It's not many, because people with from ethnic background, they can't, can't come to Australia, and I think that's wrong. Because that thing, the government is good to look after them. Because I come to Australia, and I was lucky because my father was here, and they could break up the marriage, and they brought me here. And I pay my tax. I got two children in community, and my daughter she was a police woman for twenty years. So, are you saying that the government does not allow to people with disabilities to come to Australia? Can you elaborate a bit more on that? Uh, because uh, uh, that thing, people with disabilities come to Australia, that thing got to be put in the country, and that don't want to pay any benefit or on the person. We got someone from D&D, He's been in Australia for two years and he's having that trouble because he can't get on the patient. And they said to him, we can't give you any patient. We have to be 10 years in Australia. And he's come from BPD. And he's very frustrated because he doesn't, he doesn't understand why they can't give him the patient. Because he's only refugee in Australia. And they can't have, if they get sick, they can't go to doctor. They have to fight themselves because they're not suitable them to get a half card or mid-bang or things like that. I was, maybe, maybe, not my dad, I was, and disabled people from ethnic background, they should come to Australia like anybody else because I believe people with disabilities, we can, we can give that country more, more, not, not disability. And we want to be equal like anybody else in the community. Thank you. My disability, and my husband too, we never stop anything. We bought a house, we done everything, we went overseas, we went to 11 countries, and I went to America. I was working for parents with disability, and we present a papa in America, we went to Fiji, we done everything. And people with disabilities, they can do anything. My colleague, 
He's a disability, and I am very mad him. He can speak four languages, and yeah, and I he got a full-time job. He took my job when I left D and D, and he lived with a with a woman, and he 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 got high in. He was he's very intelligent, and I think. Disability people don't look at disability, look at ability, because we can do like I got so many friends. All my friends are disability, and we we do very very good because people think we are disability. We can look up ourselves. We can do nothing ourselves. That's wrong. We do many many things ourselves. And we are very intelligent people, like but they some disability people are not so intelligent. They people not disability, they not so intelligent. <laughs> It's like anybody else we are, and that, that's very important. Please don't look the disability, look the ability. We just heard from Effie Mian an advocate for peoples living with disability, their carers, and their families. Effie was born in Greece, and with her family, they moved to Australia in 1959. Effie lives with cerebral palsy, a condition that prevents her from moving without some support, but that has not limited to learn and to campaign for her rights and the rights of other people with disabilities from ethnic backgrounds. Often, people from culturally and linguistically diverse backgrounds and migrant communities in general have less information and less access to services because of the language limitations and the limited knowledge of the services and rights they may be entitled to. Efimian, as she said, founded the organization to prevent people from going through what her mom went through when she came to Australia and struggled to care for her children. Effie is a campaigner, a mother of two, a grandmother and an ambassador for people with disabilities. If you would like to know more about ADEC, you can find links to the organization in the link to this week's show. And that's all we have time for on today's Accent of Women. If you want to hear this show again or any of our other programs, you can download the podcast from the 3CR website, 3cr.org.au. And that's with the digit 3 not spelled out in letters. Go to the Accent of Women page and follow the links to this week's show. Accent of Women is produced in the Melbourne studios of Community Radio 3CR with the financial assistance of the Community Broadcasting Foundation. The show is distributed nationally via the Community Radio Network with special thanks to the Community Broadcasting Association of Australia. If you want to get in touch with the producers of the show, you can write to us at accentofwomen at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter or like our page on Facebook. Thanks for tuning into the show. I'm Lourdes Garcia Larque, and I look forward to your company again in our next program. <laughs>